Speaking of uh, folks out there commiserating with us, uh, man, this segue, I thought I would, I swear, Andrew, I saw, I, I saw a runway yeah, and the plane just never seemed to get lift off of that, <laughs> off of that runway of a segue. Um, Leanne, <laughs> Leanne, oh no, no. This one's in, baby. This one's locked in. Uh, <laughs> I, the folks at home have told me they love when my segues just kind of crash and burn. Yeah, so, that's what uh, people that's love the most a, about the show. That's what they kind of love. Is that's what that's what some people come for. You know what I mean? They are my enemies, uh, but. Uh, oh, God. Two can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele, and I'm. Andrew Miller. Welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. No, no, no. Au revoir. Uh, see you later. You can leave now. Au revoir. Turning out the lights on you, closing the door. Know what I mean, Andrew? That's right. Uh, T- yeah. Turning out the lights, Andrew, I said. Oh, turning turning out the lights. <laughs> Andrew, today we're talking about uh, Paris, La Cité de la Lumière, which is French for Paris. La Cité de la Lumière. No, <laughs> uh, it's French for Paris, the city of lights. Yeah. Now, I don't, I've never taken a French lesson in my life, but I, I was proud of myself that I could figure out that that's what that meant. La Cité de la Lumière. Uh, yeah. Uh, city of lights. And Paris, that was yeah, the I mean, that's. I mean, don't go patting yourself on the bet back too hard about that one Andrew. i mean uh, la cité is pretty uh, you know obviously that means city uh and yeah, maybe lumiere i mean come on well i've seen beauty you know i've seen beauty and the beast so i know like Lum- isn't there a character like Lum the the candlestick guy lumiere i think that might be his name or luminaire or something like never that. watched a single disney film in my life actually Are i'm you kidding actually me? a little too too woke for that no i am kidding you but um it's uh well i don't be- watch anything problematic i've i've dunked all the beauty and the <laughs> I've dunked all the, you know. Beauty and the Beast is kind of problematic. I never even thought about it. Somebody uh, a couple years ago brought it up and was like, it's kind of messed up. Like, this guy kidnaps her, and then she falls in love with him, uh, like, forces him. I don't know. Oh, weird. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stock, Stockholm Syndrome or whatnot. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's never good to kidnap anybody, uh, even if in the long run, you know, they fall in love with you. Probably shouldn't <laughs> be doing that. That's just my take on it, Andrew. Well, Lumiere, it was uh, a nice uh, character. I thought that's the song is great. Be, be our guest. Oh well, he was a, he was a victim. He was a, right. he was a proletariat. He was a yeah. That's you're talking about a worker who also was essentially kidnapped because uh, he was turned into, you know, a piece of furniture. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, right. Piece. Let of... me talk about it. Listen, there's uh, a, let's just say they're lucky this was France and not the USA. You know what I mean? Because there'd be a lot of lawsuits. It'd be very litigious after yeah. this one. You know oh, I mean? that's true. That's true. Anyway, we're talking about two-player board games. We're talking about Paris, city, La Cité de la Lumière. And uh, Pete, yeah. uh, let's get off. That's That's been Beauty and the Beast hour. Now we're talking about board games. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'll probably cut. I'll probably cut out roughly about fifty-five minutes of the Beauty and the Beast hour, Andrew. <laughs> right. Just so you know, in case the listeners at home are wondering, you know, got to sign up for the Patreon for the other fifty-five <laughs> minutes, Andrew. No, Pete, Pete don't say that. <laughs> now hold, we have to record all. If thing. they hold us, if they hold us to that, we're gonna have to record an episode on Beauty and the Beast. But. Bonus episode uh, just about Beauty and the Beast coming up soon uh, on the Patreon. So sign up. Yeah. Just pointing out every problem. I, that actually, I think, would be kind of fun if we just sat down and we we watched Beauty and the Beast oh, with a very critical, geez, socially geez. socially critical eye. I think that'd be pretty. Cool. Now the new one. Anyway, or the old... Andrew, why don't we? 
The live action one has uh, you. You and McGregor did the voice of the Lumiere guy in, in the live action one. So uh, you know, I, I like. that. Well, then it's not live action. I'm sorry. Did you say? Did you just say you <laughs> and McGregor did the voice of Lumiere <laughs> in the live action one? No thanks. Well, that's not live action, Andrew. Well, he's live action. I, he's live, live action. End. It's live action if if you and McGregor is Lumiere. You know what I mean? Now, well, that he, I would watch. At the I mean? at the end, he come, he turns back into a person, and then he's there. And I didn't well, hello there. I didn't know right. I didn't know it was him until I saw the end. I was like, whoa, holy holy moly. You know, he does a it's a good French accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um that's problematic too. Probably shouldn't be doing a French accent. <laughs> anyway, Andrew, why don't we go ahead and uh sum up this board game, and it is a board game, I think we forgot to say, but it is called Paris La Cité de la Lumière in one sentence. One sentence explanations. Okay, if I had to sum it up in one sentence, I'd say it's just like Beauty and the Beast. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no. If I had to sum this up, in, <laughs> if I had to sum this up in one sentence, if I had to sum it up in one 55-minute recapsulation <laughs> of a Disney film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this is the game where the person who adds the most light pollution to the city wins. Ah, I like that, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, looking back on it now, maybe not as uh, maybe not as uh, great a thing to be, you know, aiming towards having all these lights, because this takes place, you know, uh, in like the 1800s, right. and so it was like the first first time they first time they switched over from gas lamps to electric lamps, and so for them, you know, it was like having the stars on, you know, down on the ground. You know what I mean? Right. For them, it was mesmerizing, but now every time I leave my house, I'm, you know, Geico has a you know, has an o, uh, um, has a uh, OED screen or whatever in my face, and it's uh, telling me I need to save money by uh, signing up for it. You know what I mean? I I get about 50, 50 majillion LED lights in my face um, that are shaped like a Geico lizard. Every anyway, can't, can't it's kind of single... we're we're on our way to Blade Runner esque, you know, yeah. um, light yeah. light uh, based marketing just constantly around us can't see a single uh, star in the sky anyway right? andrew yeah go ahead and part of the sky yeah there's going to be eventually there will be nowhere you can look uh that won't be marketing and advertising in our capitalist society andrew <laughs> to sum up paris la cité de la lumière in one sentence i would say a fun game of where you rearrange paris as if a bunch of moths paid you to do it a bunch of moths. <laughs> okay, yep. They're, they love it. They like slip you. They slip you a couple of hundred, and they say, "Hey, we need some more lights up in this place because we're real. You know, lights yep. are kind of our thing." Well, now, Pete, actually, that's very problematic uh, to the moth community, I believe, um, because uh, well, now you're just making up. Well, we were being serious before, but now you're just mocking. Now I am mocking so. you. Yes, I am mocking you. No, uh, I well, learned. I learned kind of recently that moths do that. They fly towards lights because it. Speaking of light pollution, it confuses because they normally navigate from the the light of the moon, and so they use those right. li- they use those light rays to like fly in a straight line. And since oh. the moon is so far away, but now that we have lights down here at night, now they're all confused. They're like flying around in a circle around the light because they they think they're going straight, but they're actually like just flying around in an endless oh, circle. Oh, so we really are. Yeah, we really are messing with them, actually. Yes. I, well, all right, fair enough. Uh, well, so but is, now I'm a hundred percent behind it, Andrew. What it is well because I, you know, uh, with yeah. the the main, yeah, the main, uh, the dominant uh, theory was just that they're big light perverts or whatever. But now, <laughs> uh, after hearing you say that, I realize that we are in fact 
you know, the sickos, and we just love light so much that we are ruining their, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. their lives just just so that we can, you know, just so that we can watch uh, Ted Lasso or and then the... <laughs> on our uh, on our phones. And then the Andrew, the sick, uh, good point. The sickest part of it is that we then use that information to uh, create a bug zapper, so they'll fly right into it and get fried. Um, so. You know. Yeah, I'm not big. I'm not big on humans to begin with, Andrew. So, uh, you know, you know, you know what? You're preaching to the choir here. You don't <laughs> got to tell me anymore. I know. You know what I, mean? I know. This you. is some deep, dark stuff. Okay, Andrew, what is this board game? <laughs> <clears throat> you know. All right. And, enough. Uh, that's moth. I think everybody's here. That's moth hour that's now. That's moth hour, uh, and I'll probably cut out about 55 minutes of that, and we'll. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> So on to hour three of the podcast here, Andrew, where we talk about the game a little bit. What are you doing this? I think this game is not as easy to sum up as some other games we've played before, Andrew. I think, yeah. I think this game's, I would say it's kind of complicated, honestly. It um, is. It is deep. Once you, once you know what you're doing, it's well, very intuitive. And but... wait, don't, don't scare anybody off because you say comp, uh, complicated. It's not like one well, of these games that has like a million pieces and all these rules. The rules are really no. pretty simple and it's easy right. to learn, but it's very tough to get yeah. good at, I think. Right. This is not a uh, Lacerda-esque, you know what I mean, like extremely heavy board game. This is, uh, you know, this is kind of a, uh, you know, I don't know, mid midweight in terms of a complexity, but it's got a lot going on. It's got a lot of layers, I guess is what yes. I would say. Because, so first of all, the game is split up into two main phases. Um, and in the first phase, really all you're doing is you are shuffling a bunch of tiles, and then you're flipping them over and laying them down into the onto the board itself, almost in a Carcassonne-esque fashion, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and you are, specifically, the tiles will either have... The tiles are split up into four smaller squares that make up the one larger square tile. And there can be one of three, uh, or I guess one of four things on each of those little squares. It can be your color, whether it be red or blue. It could be your opponent's color, red or blue. It could be a um, shared color, which is purple in the case of this game. Or it can sometimes be a street lamp. Mm -hmm. And then you are you take turns laying a tile down and in any orientation and anywhere on the board that's open and really what you're trying to do in this one is you're trying to create polyomino shapes using those four smaller squares and lining them up in certain ways um, based on what's already on the board and so it's a very strategic um, slash I don't know well, it's actually maybe more tactics because you have to take a look at the board see what the current situation is and decide where the best spot to put your tile and in what orientation, which way you want to spin it. You know what I mean? And, um, and it's, it's, you have a choice, right? So it's, you can pick up a new tile or you can place your, one of your, uh, or you, sorry, you can pick up a new building or you can place one of your tiles down on the board. And so there's a lot of timing involved right. with this too. It's like, when, when do I want to uh, make my move? Right. Kind of well, everybody's going, you didn't even mention buildings. Where are the buildings coming from? That's true. So Andrew is Well, you correct. mentioned polyamino or whatever. Off to the side, well, polyamino shapes, right? Um, almost like Tetris-type shapes or whatever. Um, now, the reason you're making those polyamino shapes is because off to the side of the board, you actually have polyamino-shaped buildings that you are going to, in the next phase, place on the board. And you can only place them on you know, spots that either have your color 
or the shared color. And so in the first phase, you are trying to kind of line things up so that in the second phase, you'll be able to place buildings on the board in the specific way you want. So yeah. Andrew's right. During the first phase is when you also collect those buildings. That's and the, so that's the tricky part when it's for your me. Turn, you can either lay more tiles down and create the board essentially yeah. for the second phase, or you can grab a building that you're going to lay in the second phase. Because once the second phase begins, you can't collect any more buildings, and the board's already made, basically. That, so yeah, that's the tricky part for me is that it, during the first phase, you're building the board, but you're also like stockpiling up your buildings for the second phase right and so it's it's right. it's like you have to really plan ahead and like think about how am i gonna and then once you get to the second phase you may have a plan in mind it's like okay i've got my board all set up i've got my shapes that are going to fit perfectly on the yeah. squares that i want them to right but, i know i know exactly where i'm going to place these buildings that i got from the fa from the first phase right? um and i'm going to place them exactly where i lined up all my colors in the first phase and i'm ready to go piece <laughs> and, of cake you say yeah and then your opponent goes and puts their buildings maybe on the shared space that you were going to use, and then your whole thing is messed up. you yep. got to figure out a different place to put it. Exactly. Uh, so Yeah, exactly, because in the second phase, Andrew, you're going to now take turns placing your buildings and you know maybe enacting some other powers that I'll get to in a second. But um, but that just means that uh, people can sw because it, because you have built this board in the first phase that you are now going to share. It's a shared space. You know, um, now it's almost like, uh, well, Carcassonne, I guess, but also kind of like Catan, um, uh, in and that you're like, well, what's the one I got to hit first? What, you know, where's the best spot for me to put my first building that I have? Yeah. Um, you know, um, where is it likely that he's going to swoop in and maybe try to grab one? And so you can kind of like, yeah, got to be both offensive and defensive in that, in that respect. And the reason you don't want to take too many buildings in that first round is because if you can't place buildings in the second phase mm -hmm. um, and you're left with a bunch, you get negative points for those, for those buildings you can't place. So there's also a certain amount of like economy uh, in that respect, too. You don't want to go crazy and just take all the buildings you can and, and just try to fit them in wherever you can. And don't worry if you can't fit them, because if you can't fit them, it's, you're going to get negative points. So... Um, yeah, there's a lot going on, as you can see. In, in my opinion, there's just a lot of things to think about, which I love. Um, now, now, the only other thing I didn't mention, Andrew, was the, the powers yeah. that I referenced in the second phase. So not only are you placing buildings, what else can you do in the second phase, Andrew? Well, there are these, like, uh, cards. Oh, they're not cards. I guess they're more tiles. They're big tiles. They're cardboard. But uh, they, they have special uh, abilities on them or powers and uh, it can be different because there's more than you need every every game so you can switch them up and put different ones out but right. uh, you know things the one that when you said uh, you get a penalty at the end if you don't place your buildings the one that always comes to my mind <laughs> that I usually end up picking first is that is there's one that says oh you don't get that penalty at the end um, yeah there are other ones where uh, you can actually put a little figure on the board that'll give you extra points if your buildings are near it, yada, yada, yada. So all kinds of different things that yeah. you can... Uh, there's a like right. extra two-square building that you can add. Um, there's one that gives you mm -hmm. the ability to like swap out a building that you have in your hand for one that nobody picked up during the first round. So you can like cha you can change the uh, strategy on the fly with that ability. But again, that's just another yep. choice that's thrown in here. It's like all right, do I want to place my building or do I want to use up this turn by activating or choosing one of those powers to use? Uh, because if I right. if I don't place a building, maybe that space will get taken up. But if I don't choose that power, maybe the 
the opponent will take that power. So everything in this game is like, a, what do we call this? Like a zero sum kind of thing. It's like, well, if I don't take it, he's going to take yes. it. Yes. You know? Right, right, right. Everything that they benefit from, I lose. And everything that I benefit from, they lose, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's 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 the zero sum part of it, basically. They're... Um, there's there's so many decisions in this game, Andrew, which is what I've come to realize over the years that I really love about board games. My maybe my favorite thing in the world is to have a bunch of decisions to make and try, <laughs> and to have to figure out what the best decision would be at any given time. I don't know why. I guess I'm insane. Yeah, um, uh, maybe, maybe. But um, but but that is what happens all throughout this game, as you can as you can hear from what we've been saying. You know, uh, where do I put this thing? How do I put this thing? Do I take the building now or do I put another thing down? Do I do I now play my building in the second phase or do I instead try to go for one of these powers I can take? There's every game you set out, uh, is it four of the eight powers? I think that's what it is, right? I think it's six. Or no, or is it, it's six of, of 12 or six of eight or something like that. Um, but uh, uh, and so you make a certain amount of them available on any game, given game that you're that you're playing. You can you can randomize them if you want eventually, um, so you don't know from the beginning what's going to be in there. But um, but uh, and they are represented. These powers are printed on postcards. They look like postcards. On the, yes. on the one side is some really nice art. You know what I mean? And that usually refers to a a spot in Paris, a a site in Paris. And the other side shows a depiction of what the power can do basically. And then oftentimes they will have tiles that go along with the postcard that are things that you can, by using the power, you can play them onto the board. I just um, want to, just want to offer, so, offer up a quick correction here. Pete died. I just looked it up. It is yeah. eight, eight cards at a time. So you probably think of four because you, t each player will have four by the uh, end usually. Um, right, 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 right. That's what it is. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. There you play, you play eight, uh, you play with eight each game. Um, and I think there are at, at least 12, maybe even 16 total. So that helps with the replayability because you can have different different powers each time. The one that yeah. Andrew mentioned about not getting the penalty if you have too if you have too many buildings and don't place some by the end might not be in every game, depending on if you want if you play it randomly and, and shuffle them up basically. So it's that kinda, could be a big up to you. you know yeah. change in how you play as well. Right. Um, but the bottom line is decisions all the time they now, just threw in so many decisions you can make here and i think that that just adds so much variety and basically the game ends mm -hmm. um once all of those powers have been used and all of the buildings can be placed that can be placed basically and then that's it and then you just add up um and and the reason that it's called the city of lights mm -hmm. is because the main scoring mechanism of this is the more the bigger the buildings are that you placed that are within range of of the street light of the electric street lamp um, that are on the board that get that get put on the board as you play through the first phase, the more points you get. So really, what you're trying to do is as tactfully as possible get as big buildings as possible, as big a shapes of buildings as possible, next to as much light as possible. And easier said than done, basically. <laughs> well, and it's one of those kind of things. This part of it definitely reminds me of Carcassonne and the fact that, you know, you can score points for your buildings and how big they are, but but if it's next to a street light, uh, then you're going to multiply. And actually, if you're next to two street lights, you're going to multiply. 
even more. Um, so kind of like yep. in Carcassonne where it's like, yeah, you count up your points for your city, but then also if it has a little shield in it, then you get more points for it. So it's, it's um, you know, it's one of those victory point kind of games where it's like, oh, and you're not just counting up how big your buildings are. You're also multiplying by this, and then you might get a bonus for certain yeah. powers that you had. And so... Um, <clears throat> right. Know, there's all kinds of different it's, things to it's, consider. You got to break out the calculator at the end of the game and just do a real quick, boop, yeah. boop, 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 you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. uh, rundown of, of all of your buildings and, and all of the different variable um, things that can affect your points based also on the powers that you took, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, it's just a question of, hey, you know, at the end of the game, you think to yourself, did I do the right thing? Did I, should I have done this instead of this at this moment? Would that have led to me having, you know, more access to the light with my buildings and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's it. It's a pretty quick one. Um, uh, I know it, I know we keep saying that there's a lot to it, but it actually, um, does not take very long to play through. Um, maybe a, maybe a half an hour at the most, maybe yes. even a little bit less. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, and then that's it. That's the game. You know what I mean? And so there is, there is, I think there's a ton of replayability in this one because of all the different things you can change about it. Every, you know, even the first phase laying the tiles is different every game because yeah. you shuffle those tiles up. You know what I mean? Um, and then you have the different powers in there. Uh, and it's just, yeah, I think, I think it just comes packed with a, a ton of replayability uh in a uh, and honestly a small package small box but a lot going on in it I well would say. and yeah and the cool thing is we didn't even mention the you actually play the game in the box right that uh, the board is oh yeah like is like right it's like a kind of like a little re, a little bit recessed like a little bowl but it's square you know so you, so the tiles won't slide all around all over the place and so uh you play right, right inside the box the- i kind of like that the bottom of the box you know where you are used so used to pulling a game board out of is essentially the game board because um, what they have done is they have more or less glued the board, you know, um, into the bottom of the box so that you open the box up, pour all of the components out, and then you just keep the bottom of the box on your table as the board that you then play into all of these tiles and everything to the game. It's very cool. Yeah, nice. Um, Pete, uh, I have a surprise for you. Okay, just go ahead and close my eyes here, and just maybe I'll get a whiff of whatever you cooked up for me. Uh, believe it or not, I looked up the history of this game. Can you believe it? I know that never happens. That's very cool, Andrew. Never but happens. First, I would like to get my surprise first, uh, <laughs> but that, and then we'll get to the history of the game. So but that, that's the surprise, Pete. Surprise! I looked it up the history. Um, okay. All right. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and head out then, if that's this is your <laughs> idea of a of a gift. Okay. All right. And in the meantime, Andrew. You can just go ahead and talk to the, uh, the audience while I uh, drive back home here uh, <laughs> about the history of the game. Okay, great. Now, uh, as I do this every... Uh, I'm just kidding. I do this every episode. Um, you know, we didn't even... I think we sort of mentioned it, but this game, the history that this game is based on is the World's Fair that happened in uh, in Paris back in the late 1800s. And so I, this was kind of like they were showing off that they had electric lights and... Although the city was called the City of Lights even before that, because they had a lot of gas uh, streetlights in the city, but I believe this was the World's Fair that they built the Eiffel Tower for, and uh, you know, oh yeah, and so that's they, they're about to have a World's Fair, and they're like, ah, oh, we just need something tall, you know, so they they built the Eiffel Tower, and now everybody everybody still loves to go there, um, yeah, which I think is kind of funny. World's Fairs are something that has always kind of fascinated me. It's like 
you know, not, not not since I've been alive have they ever had a World's Fair, but I just think it was a, such an interesting right. idea to, like, have a a big expo of, like, all the cool inventions that have been happening. And I don't know why they stopped. Kind I of, guess. yeah. I guess because... Uh, well, I think they stopped because uh, they invented the county fair, and that just was a better <laughs> version because there's, like, <clears throat> you know, deep-fried Oreos and... Uh, oh, oh, okay. uh, Cat, you can pet cows and stuff like that, and uh, you, there's usually like a tilt the whirl. Right, right, right. Of course, that's that's what it was. Um, <clears throat> makes perfect sense. Anyway, the history of this game specifically, uh, this game pretty new one. It came out 2019, and designed by a gentleman, a Spanish gentleman by the name of Jose Antonio Abascal Aceb, uh, Akeb maybe. Um, and he had designed a few games before this, but I think I kind of get the impression that this was his biggest hit. He's got like five or six games to his name, but this one was uh, the one that kind of broke out. It was uh, published by DeVere um, here in the U.S. and also Cosmos and like 10 other publishers that were listed on Board Game Geek. So I don't know. I, we were right. talking about this off mic. I don't understand why some games it'll be like published by one company and some games it'll be published by like 10 companies. I don't know. It must have something to do with like um, the different countries or something. Yeah, so, someone just, is yelling at us yeah. right now about this, being like, "I know why." And they're, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's not, actually very easy. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe they maybe they have the same parent company sometimes, or they just have arrangements with other companies as yeah. they are the distributor and publisher in in certain countries and things like that. But yeah. but yes, here here in the state here in stateside, uh, your box will say Devere on it as the uh, as the publisher. Yes. Um, now, I definitely wanted to bring this up right off the top. The, the artist on this, another Spanish guy, Oriel Hernandez. And uh, mm. this is the this and the expansions for this game are the only board game art he's ever done. Um, but the oh. he is a Spanish um, comic book artist. So he will Very do art cool. for people's... Yeah. And so he's won several awards for different comic books that he's illustrated. But this was his first board game and uh i have to say he kind of yeah. captured the although I, I was thinking like uh oh this kind of looks like a french kind of art it looks like a van gogh kind of thing uh almost like yeah. a, you know starry night kind of art a little, a little bit a little eth- eth- ethereal a little bit kind of like a smoky dreamscape kind of thing yeah sometimes. but then looking i was looking online at some of his comic book work and a lot of uh his other work looks kind of similar to this so that's just maybe just be his style uh, you know yeah maybe cool. i love it I'm not sure. Again, I, it's tough to with these new games. It's tough to find interviews with these people. Um, but maybe he was yeah. chosen because his art style kind of looked a little bit like that, and so they thought, "Oh, this would go good with a game about Paris." Um, that's going to be my Looks guess. Looks French. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Even that would be the, probably the worst thing you could say to someone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who is who is a Spanish comic book artist? They'd be like, "I love this. Looks French." They'd be like, oh, "Come on, man." <laughs> um, Andrew. Well, I I'll tell you one thing is yeah. that when I first saw images for this game, uh, when I when I was going through the reviews for this game, yeah. um, a lot of people were like, "Beautiful, beautiful game. Extreme, you know, gorgeous game. Beautiful game." When I first saw images of this game, I was like. I don't know. It looks kind of drab. That's not really for me. But when I got to know the game more and played it a few times, I immediately I was like, oh, I get it now. This is this is beautiful. This is gorgeous. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of gray going on. um, And and like and that first phase is you're just making a cobblestone field, essentially. Um, And so I was like, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But then as I was playing through it, 
Uh, and there might be people out there who I, I say this because there might be people out there who had my same reaction to it at first where they were like, uh, you know, when there's so many other, you know, gorgeous um, games with forests and stuff like that out there, why do I want just like a, a road, you know what I mean? Uh, a cobblestone <laughs> right. road and stuff like that. Right. But it really, when you get into it and you are in the theme and everything like that, you are like, I'm there, man. This is this is gorgeous. This is like a, a nighttime a nighttime in Paris kind of thing. It's really yes. cool. Yes. And you know what we should add? We didn't even mention this, Pete. Uh when we had our little game night, we played this several times. Uh Pete had the great idea to have a little mood mood music going on. We had some we had a little bit of a oh, yeah. little accordion, a little French accordion music going on. And uh with that yeah. art the the artwork and kind of like the board kind of starts off dim and then it kind of gets brighter as you add things to it, add more color to it. I was like, I felt like I yep. was right in Paris, even though I've never been to Paris before. I felt like I was right there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't even need to go any at any time because I feel <laughs> like I've been there now. That's right. When people ask me if I've ever, if places I've been to, I'm gonna say Paris, and they're gonna say, "How was it?" And I'm just gonna say, "Well, I won a couple times. It was good." You know, and they're gonna go, "What?" I'm gonna be like, "I'm like, well, I put, I made the right choices on which buildings to put right, right near the lights," and they're gonna be like, "All right, cool." Check, please, you know, and uh, do one of those things to get out of there. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought I thought it was great. I, so, I, I also uh, I also agree that you should be playing some nice French music. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, like I said, it's kind of it's getting hard to find, especially when if it's a newer game and maybe the designer is, well, either A, um, is from a country other than like a, an english-speaking country or germany a lot of times you can't find a, a, an interview that maybe uh or at least an interview that's that's in my language or or if the in, the uh, designer is not as well known maybe it's tough to find things so again i had to i actually for this one i resorted to uh looking this guy up on facebook believe it or not and i did find some stuff on his facebook about this game uh, a while back. That sounds creepy. I and know. he, uh, he found, you found posts that were like, I do not give Facebook, uh, permission to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, a while back he shared a, um, a photo of what looked like a prototype for this game is really interesting. And it had, it had hmm. three dimensional buildings, which I thought was really neat. So the buildings uh, were actually, you could place it. Wouldn't that be neat? Right. Um, and the street lamps were three dimensional. I have, I have well. seen. Yeah, I have seen people do th like three D print buildings for this, and it is it is really cool. Yes, um, so the street lamps were three D as well, and uh, you could tell it was like a little bit homemade, like it was like he had made it or something like that. But it was really really cool looking. Yeah. Um, someone had even commented and said like, "Oh, it's too bad they didn't publish the that version." And you know, he responded like, "Well, actually, you know, I think it looks really great with the artwork that we got, and uh, who knows, maybe there'll be a, like a deluxe three yeah. D version coming out soon." So you never know. Yeah, yeah, a lot of games are doing that these days. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So obviously that's uh, a. But I'm sure they'd have to sell more units to do that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously it's cheaper to. But make. no, it's not necessary. It's it works no. well as it is. No, but. I love it. Yeah. Um. So I that's I guess maybe his original vision, but this works just as well. I think. Um. There was a yeah. very small expansion. Um. Called La Liberté. Oh man. I. By the way, again, I've never taken any French lessons. So, La Liberté. <laughs> Eclarant le monde, carte postale. Okay. It's a long, long title uh, from 2020, and it was only available as part of the Man vs. Meeple Kickstarter campaign. With that's a that's a YouTube channel, Man vs. Meeple, and so they do a Kickstarter campaign sure. for their channel. And okay. um, I, they are available on eBay though for like ten bucks if you want to get one. It's just a card. Uh, it's uh, just 
I, I know what you're thinking, Andrew. Maybe this guy wants to do a two can play that game uh, <laughs> expansion. You know what I mean? Maybe he's up. We'd be down. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, anyway, it adds... You can, you can keep 100% of the profit from that one. <laughs> Come out and save right now. It adds like a... It's just like an extra mechanic to the game. It adds like an extra bonus at the end if you... It's kind of like calling a ball in uh, when you play pool. It's like a corner pocket. It's like, okay, this is going to be my quadrant that I'm picking at the beginning of the game. And for every building that you have in your selected quadrant that you selected at the beginning of the game, you get like extra points or whatever. So it's kind of yeah. like gives you an extra Well, and goal. it's specifically it's the Statue of Liberty, right? I think is... Uh, right, I think, right, right. I think it's them building the Statue of Liberty or right. something like that, right? Yeah, but you have to pick where, where it's going to go. Part of it. Uh, yeah, you pick one of the quadrant, and if you have buildings that are fully within that quadrant, you get extra points and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and they're also working on another expansion, right, Andrew, which is about the Eiffel Tower specifically. Well, you're going to break the space-time continuum with that comment because, uh, yeah, my last note is that the Paris Eiffel, which is the, a full expansion, it's, it's supposed to be, well, it says releasing 2021, but um, then I read mm. a it, I read a comment from uh, the publisher that said uh, that it is actually stuck in China, just like everything else these days. So now they're saying January 2022. So I, I, know, I know what you're referring to there, Andrew, which is just that there is a worldwide logistics jam. Yeah. And so China manufactures so many things and and, they, and it, there's trouble shipping and stuff like that but man did it sound bad when you said it that way you were like <laughs> you put a little extra mustard on that you were like it's stuck in china just like everything else these days you know what i mean like it was, oh boy you sounded like somebody's grandpa but uh with that is i think that was a verbatim quote uh, stuck in china like everything else um <laughs> but that's not not what i meant no i just from your grandpa no <laughs> verbatim from my grandpa no what stuck i meant in china which i might mention is communist you know what i mean just like somebody's grandpa just going it's like all right grandpa what i meant was yes there are a lot of board game a lot of board game components are made in china and uh, because of the uh the um backups going on and everything because of the pandemic they are stuck with the shipping logistics are all messed up so um they're saying now january 2022 so i guess by the time you're hearing this podcast it already came out so i think it was great Uh, but By the knows? time you're hearing this, <clears throat> we're going to be in the uh, like 700th wave of uh, COVID. So, yeah, right. So uh, it probably it probably didn't. God, come out, yeah. God bless you and your family. And but uh, they were demoing this this uh, expansion at Gen Con uh, this past year, which uh, we did not attend. But I did see that they were displaying it, which we weren't invited to. <laughs> But it must have gotten lost in the mail. Yeah, I mean? they, don't, they don't really send out invitations. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> you have to buy a ticket. They were displaying it with the boxes piled up in the shape of an Eiffel Tower, which looked really cool. And, um, you know, like I said, this is a full expansion with uh, all new cards and um, several several architectural landmarks, which looks pretty cool, like the Louvre and the, mm. Arc, de, the Arc de Triomphe. Mm. And, of course, the Eiffel Tower is mm. one of them as well. So all new cards with sure new powers. Are you sure that you never took uh, French lessons? Because that was pretty good. Arc de Triomphe. Arc de, tri- Arc de Triomphe is uh, what I meant to say. <clears throat> And uh, oh, I see you. Yeah, I see you're burying the lead here. It turns out you are actually a French master, huh? No, I know how to say uh, all those, you know, famous common phrases. But when you start throwing in like the name of that other one, what was that? La Liberté éclairante de monde carte. Po- I can't, you know, I'm not sure. I'm never sure well, which. What do, you, what do you? What do you think carte postale is? Well, that's postcard, right? Carte postale. Yeah. But see? Le Monde. 
Le Monde, is that the world? Uh, Eclarent, mm-hmm. I don't know. That must, well, that must be statue or something because La Liberté, Statue of Liberty, maybe? I don't know. Probably, I don't Eclairant. know. Eclairant, Le Monde. Le Monde, I don't know. Uh, well, it's probably referring to an eclair. You know what I mean? <laughs> a des- one of those dessert, a bear claw. You know what I mean? Type Every all my French that I learned, I learned from Pierre Escargot. You remember that on uh, what was that show? Oh yeah, what was that show? All that? Yeah, all that. Uh, shout out to uh, Keenan Thompson, still in the game, still. That guy is it. that guy yeah, is incredible. As a ch- tenured, yeah, yeah as a child, it. as a child, he's doing sketch comedy and he's still doing. And you never hear about him. It's like it's like he never has a scandal or never is like he's just like a regular yeah. guy. Just, Underrated. Just doing his job. Underrated. You know. Yeah. Oh, and it, he's and, never stopped doing comedy uh, essentially our entire lives. <laughs> and I'm never sure. And like, uh, I'll, I'll I, uh, I do this podcast every now and then, you know, so it's kind of comparable. You know, <laughs> right? I mean? like yeah, it's our, similar our work ethics. You know, what I mean? similar career to Keenan Thompson. Uh, I don't know if similar it's just because I don't know if it's because I grew up with him, like watching him on that show, or if it's just he's that funny. But like, I'll watch, I'll check, I'll catch clips of SNL every once in a while, and like. He'll just walk into a scene and do some silly, like, smile. He'll be like, hello, and have, like, a silly grin on his face, and I'll, like, crack up. It's like, oh, my gosh, this guy is hilarious. And I'm not sure if that's, that's just because... He's very good. <laughs> it's just... It's great. Anyway, that's my review yeah. of Keenan Thompson's uh, comedic career. I thought he was great in Mighty Ducks, too. Ooh. And, uh, wow. you know what? Speaking of, speaking of reviews, Pete, I think it's time that we review on this. review on this yeah that's right it's time to review on this where uh i look through reviews of this game online and then we pull some out and we hold them up to the light andrew know what i mean the city of light is what i mean Uh, and uh you know and examine them under the cold sober light of day Andrew, this person gave it a 3 out of 10. They said, basically, this is a tile placement game in which you try to create big areas of your color, which are also next to light, and also try to sabotage your opponent who is doing the same thing. There are more interesting similar games, and also, I can't find any connection between the gameplay and the theme. Hey, bud! Building buildings that are near the most light is the theme. You know what I mean? (laughs) The game is called City of Lights. You are bu- you are making buildings that are next to light. That's it. So <laughs> it sounds like you did connect, find the connection between the <laughs> gameplay and the theme. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, that's the, kind of the whole point of it. Uh, and honestly, I want to applaud the, the designer for coming up with that as the theme because uh, it's a it's a good mechanic. Yeah. But like then it it also kind of makes sense. It's like yeah, you want buildings to be near those lights because you want people to be impressed by those lights. So uh, yeah. That, re- exactly. that reviewer needs to go Home back run. to that reviewer needs to go back to French class. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. Andrew, this person gave it a four out of ten. They said wife isn't knocked out by the game. Uh, okay, so this guy <laughs> only likes games that render his wife unconscious. Andrew <laughs> seems kind of suspect to me, right? Know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Suspect. I I don't know about you. I half expected a review later from his wife that was like nine out of ten. Finally, a game that doesn't knock me out when I play it. Know what I mean? He likes to play uh, chloroform, the board game. Uh, the board game, yeah. And uh, also, um, 
cartoon also, car- uh, cartoon frying pan the board game uh <laughs> cartoon frying pan the board game uh-oh don't keep don't keep listen the patreon people are going to force us to make these games andrew so don't <laughs> i don't have any ideas for cartoon frying pan the game um i'm a <laughs> they've squeezed all the blood out of the stone Andrew. okay there is a board game did you see there's andrew, a board game bro- where you flip pancakes or something like that did you see that one online I, i've been seeing that a lot it's oh like, probably there's they, they go crazy with kids board yeah. games these days it's just like I think that they, one's a, it's for, like pull the boogers everybody. out of the toilet. It's like they go way wild with kids <laughs> board games these days. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> um, okay, Andrew. This one a person gave it a five point five out of ten. They said underwhelming. I felt nothing. Okay, so Andrew, this person is numb to the world and uses <laughs> board games just to see if they can feel something. It sounded like so. <laughs> underwhelming. I felt nothing. <laughs> I played Monopoly today. I didn't even get mad. What is happening to me? <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs> you know. All right. Um, Andrew, this person gave it a 6 out of 10. They said, it's split into two distinct parts, and it somehow feels coherent and disjointed at the same time. Parentheses, I have no idea how to explain it. Uh, yeah, we noticed, bud. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds like... <laughs> because actually, coherent and disjointed at the same time sounds... Like a game that split it into two parts to me, Andrew. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I kind of get it. You got the two parts, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a fair explanation. Yeah, that's what a game would be if it split into two, two distinct <laughs> parts. They would be coherent, because it's, it's one game that split right? into two parts, but right? also disjointed, because it's split into two parts. So, I mean, you're going to want to go back and to the drawing board and... What is explaining this? your problem with this one but okay. are you sure this is not a are you sure this is not a review of our show to complete that game it's a little bit uh, hey, 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 coherent hey. but also disjointed no <laughs> hey andrew <laughs> this next person gave it a one out of ten they said i hate andrew and i no wait hold on i'm in the i'm in the wrong review section hey <laughs> this person gave it a seven out of ten and this one andrew is a review um from spain and uh, it's a person who lives in Spain, and I think that they, with this review, they're probably reminding themselves like where they're storing the game. Sometimes people do that; they'll write like "beach house" or whatever, right? Okay. But uh, this person just simply wrote in all caps, "Madrid," <laughs> and uh, I am sorry, but that's uh, that's incorrect. This game is actually about Paris. Okay, <laughs> Andrew. Uh, this person gave it a seven point three, and they said the game looks beautiful. But the rooftop colors are distracting. Andrew, if I ever pick apart the colors of the rooftops in a board game, review. You got permission to assassinate me. Okay. Okay. I will have gone too far. Yeah, well, (laughs) to say that they're distracting... I, I don't know. Well, I, you I know, know I don't want to judge. They, you know, there might be some attention deficit uh, disorders happening there. But uh, boy, oh boy, that's uh, yeah, that's really um, it. That's that's really stretching for something to criticize. I think. Yeah, it seems seems too far. Andrew, this person gave it a seven point five out of ten. They said it affords plenty to think about and provides competitive fun. I changed the dancer pawn, which is sadly historically immodest. To one with an image of an Eiffel Tower on it. Mm-mm. Andrew, hold up. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, wait. The, the dancer, the dancer pawn that this guy's referring yes. to, which is of course just a representation of a Moulin Rouge dancer. Uh, um, yeah. 
is a problem for this person, Andrew. It's 2021, my friend. How does this person even walk around these days? Historically you know what I mean? like this, immodest? Picture, picture a can-can dancer, and that's who it is, which is commonplace these days. You know what I mean? Like they're in ShopRite ads. They're in grocery store ads. You know what I mean? It's not uh, – this guy, this guy considers them historically immodest. You know what I mean? Uh, this this guy just walking around with horse blinders on, so he can't see uh, yoga pants or something like that in the year 2021. I just don't get it. You know what I mean? This is probably the same. Did you check? This might be the same. You remember we had that reviewer on Fog of Love who said that it was uh, oh, it was yeah. way too racy or something like that. Way too yeah, and that one even makes more sense to this because they do get into some you know some blue some interesting situations in that game. But yeah. this one is literally just a dancer <laughs> with more clothing on than uh, most people ever wear these days. So it just seems I don't know whatever. Well, you can see her knees. That's uh, the problem. It's like too much, you know. Yeah, a kind of you like see her knees like under stockings and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. <it's>, anyway. <laughs> Andrew, uh, this person gave it an 8.5 out of 10. They said it sort of feels like patchwork on steroids for me. And I don't know about you, Andrew, but I just love the idea of taking a bunch of steroids to get more hardcore at quilting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Just like, well, just that's, like breaking uh, the sewing needle every three minutes because your grip's too strong. Yeah, that's that's been um, banned in the modern quilt guild ever since uh, <laughs> there was uh, – Ever since Barry Bonds started quilting, they were like, well, we got to stop. Yeah. This, is, this is getting, he's winning too yeah, many awards gotta... at the quilting conventions. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, this person gave it a nine out of 10. They said a little jewel in the crown. And that was it. So, okay, now I have questions. What crown? <laughs> you know what I mean? Whose crown? Is heavy the head that wears this crown? Is it a board game crown? If so, where can I buy one? Do the subjects of this ruler have a way to elect a representative democratic body, Andrew? <laughs> because ask Thailand how it's going with their king, and they are not having it these days, Andrew. They're trying to kick that guy out. You know what I mean? Much like the French did in uh, the 1700s or whatever, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's talk to France about how they feel about monarchies. You know what I mean? They'll... <laughs> <laughs> Truly legends about that. Well, Andrew, um, that has been review on this. And speaking of legends, uh, I think I just heard a rap on your door, and I'm thinking it's probably uh, another huge legend we're familiar with, Andrew. That's right. It's John Legend, the famous Come R&B on in, John singer. Legend. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. I just uh, – nope, it's not. that. Well, it is – actually, it is. It is John Legend, but John Legend also brought our good friend Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. Okay, you two get in, uh, get in here, and John, you stay quiet. Know what I mean? Um, because we don't have enough money to pay for, you know, pay for the rights to John Legend. And there was a nice little uh, piano riff by John Legend playing the Dr. Fraser Crane uh, stinger music right there. Do, 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 do not do, do, say do. that, Andrew, because then we're gonna owe him money, and it's gonna be a lot of money. That was <laughs> not John Legend, and I repeat, there well, has been no portion of. John Legend has not appeared on this current episode, even though he's sitting here right next to us. It, yes. Well, so his, we name, his name is John Legend, but he's not. He's a John Legend impersonator, okay? He's very cheap. Don't worry. It's fine. No, Andrew, no. It's actual John Legend who came well, to visit us. Well, don't say that. We, just, oh. we don't owe him any money. We were not going to owe him any money for just being here, but if he appears on the podcast... Then oh, we owe him money. Oh, okay. Well, the John Legend. No, well, there's also the John Legend impersonator is also here. He played is also the piano. Here. Right. He played the piano while regular John Legend just watched. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
All right, we got it, and we will. We are we are mediating. Well, Doctor Fraser Crane is in fact mediating in a an argument between John Legend and the John Legend impersonator, and that is why they came along. But as for our purposes, Doctor Fraser Crane is here to help us count down the top ten phrases that you'll hear someone say while playing this game. Number ten. Bon appetit. Number nine. Andrew, you're going to be saying mon dieu after this one. Number eight. Carte blanche. Number seven. Andrew. You're going to be saying I'm the creme de la creme after this one. Number six. Cordon bleu. Number five. Andrew, you're going to be saying you have no raison d'etre after this one. Number four. Faux pas. Number three. Andrew, you're going to be saying c'est la vie after this one. Number two. Deja vu. Number one. Well, Andrew, I guess this is bon voyage for you. Hey everybody, we're going to take a quick time out from the regular show to tell you about a little something called Patreon. Yeah, I've been meaning to look uh, look this up on the internet, Andrew. Tell me more. <laughs> we now have a Patreon where you can pledge some money to show us your support, help us kind of keep the lights on around here. And uh, guess what? There is, at the very introductory level, only $2 a month, you get access as a thank you, you get access to a monthly bonus episode. More of Pete and I talking about uh, board games and really just anything else. We kind of go off script every month um, from our regular show. It's it's a lot of fun. Plus, Wait, Andrew, are you yeah. telling me that for the uh, measly less than a cough, less than a a cup of coffee, uh, and I give you that every month, I get access to even more show that other people don't have access to? That's right. Plus, you also get access to some Pete and I streaming us playing some board games every month. So you get uh, a little bit of interaction what? with us there. Yeah, you can even chat I us. Get to, I get to look look at you, look at your faces, and watch you watch how bad you are at board games, like in real time. It's so fun. So you get this. Plus, there are other levels where you can get other great stuff. So check us out at Patreon.com. That's right. Patreon, which is, of course, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com forward slash two can play that game podcast. Love break. Okay, and it's time for a love break here, Andrew, where we are going to be taking a quick break from this current episode to continue our ongoing game of Fog of Love. And Andrew, uh, let's get our fun hats on, Andrew, here, because everybody knows we really like this one. Um, And I can't wait to play our first scene from our hands into our chapter, Andrew, here. So, Mm. of course... You'll remember last uh, last week we started uh, this chapter by uh, figuring out how long we've been in this relationship and uh, and and if it's been uninterrupted, etc. And now we are in our relationship, and here is the very first scene of this chapter, Andrew. Well, what you're gonna do is choose a card from your hand. Mm-hmm. and play it onto the board, and then let's take a look at, at the one you chose. Well, I've been looking at my hand here, and I have just the card to play, so I'm going to put it down here. Okay. <clears throat> it's called Close Your Eyes. So, Pete, here's the story behind this one, all right? I'm going to bear mm. with me here. Uh, you know, we met, we re rekindled our relationship at the high school reunion, as we established last week, and so now, um, you know, we're going on we're going on our first kind of, like, date here, right? And uh, I'm going to, yeah. I'm, I'm taking you out, okay? I'm taking you out tonight, and... Uh, 
I, I'll ask you we're to... We're finally adults. You know what I mean? Yes. We're at a high school. Right, so I can fact, drive. My mom doesn't have to we've drive been us. High, we've, at, as we know, <clears throat> I am a big buff chef, basically. <laughs> right. Goron-shaped chef, and you're a squeaky little... Um, internet celebrity you know, uh internet celebrity right and so now that we are have established ourselves in the world it's time to uh it's time to fall in love so but and andrew you you say you're taking me somewhere i'm taking you somewhere but it's a surprise uh-huh so can you guess can you guess oh. where we're going on our on our first date i see this i i, I see so this this says close your eyes and then it's asking me to guess where you're taking me and then you this is a both choose so then you're going to choose from these three options on this card where you're taking me and then i am going to guess where you're taking yes. me yes so here um, are... so we're both going to secretly put down our choice and then flip them over right so it could be a b or c what is a here andrew for okay. our audience all right our choices a <clears throat> i'm taking you to a secret party with famous people and champagne mm, sounds fun well you uh, are you know you are an internet celebrity yeah. that's true that's true it could happen um b to what, what does that one tell them what that one does by the way because we're gonna both choose something and in this game when you choose one of these things it affects your your personality levels basically mm. and so if 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 you or i choose that one um what happens uh our <laughs> our orange personality trait goes up by one uh which one's orange that's extra extroversion yeah, yeah extroversion all right that might right that makes sense because you're going to a party with famous people so you're extrovert you're going to show yep, that you're extroverted yep, yep, yep. if you pick that one uh b yep. uh b says to dot 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 uh, i don't know i lost track of where we're going and of course that would indicate a oh. lack a lack of uh self-discipline right so discipline your, your discipline yep, go exactly down. exactly because you're just, you just so you, scatterbrained literally you take it you take me out on a date and you make me close my eyes, and then you don't even remember where we're going. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Uh, and then C says to the local square to listen to the street storytellers' sentimental love stories. That's that's pretty sweet. So that's going to be that's going to make uh, sensi- gonna be a... sensitivity go up because that's a very sweet. That's right. Sensitive. Very sensitive thing. to go listen to some love stories. Yeah, right. by a street musician. Okay. Well, um, based on my character's personality, I, I think I know which one I'm I'm going with. Yes, um, I, I have mine as well. Wh- which thing I'm guessing you're going to take me to here. So, uh, all right. I have placed my token down here, Andrew. And are you ready? We'll flip it up. Ready. In three, two, one. Flip. Oh, dang it. I was going to I I was going to maybe pick that one, Andrew, because I was wondering if that's okay. This is good because this helps me figure out Mm. who you are as a well, person so okay because so, there's a reason you picked this one so you picked b which is of course the undisciplined one where you forget where you're taking me and i chose c the very sensitive let's go listen to so you uh, guessed so you i know, said uh, stories i said hey Pete, can you guess where we're going and you said uh oh are we going to that uh that street square to listen to the storyteller sentiment sentimental love stories and i, I I, I say with my with my two hands under my chin and batting my eye eyelashes at you yeah and I'm driving the car and uh, I have I I'm lost I'm like I uh, you know what I kind of forgot uh, where we're going and I uh, uh, kind of you know I had something planned you forgot I, where we're going well I got lost uh, you know it's t- I don't really know this neighborhood that well so well, um, which one is it did you get lost or did you forget well kind of both okay both happened because if you remember where we're going I'll just type it into my my Google Maps oh um and we won't be lost anymore oh you know what uh i think we're going to that uh sentimental street 
uh, person uh, that's located at that square. Uh, don't you want to go there? Uh-huh. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a nice surprise? Let's go there, huh? <clears throat> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. All right, just park the car. We're going to Jimmy John's. <laughs> well, that works for me. All right, so because... <laughs> that's good, that's good. All right, so All right. Be- because of this, uh, I put in, put a little chip on undisciplined, and Pete's going to put a little right. chip on sentimental. And uh, My, my sense... My sensitivity has bumped up because right. that's you know that now, was what I was guessing you were going to take us to, and you in fact were undisciplined, so you 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 put a your discipline we went, went down. Yeah. We went to Jimmy John's instead, um, and because yeah. we're at Jimmy John's and we did not end up matching the home of the undisciplined, Jimmy John's. Uh, <laughs> because we yeah. did not match, uh, we do not get any uh, happiness added to our. Oh, happiness we don't even get the bonus here, Andrew. Which is uh, our happiness would have gone up if we had both chose the same thing. If yeah. If you had taken me where I guessed we were going to go. So I well, guess we're, we're oh, kind of yeah. on different wavelengths here, but that's what happens when an internet celebrity and a chef, you know, just try and, uh, try and get together after. And it's been a while. We're yeah. still, right, we're still getting to know each other. But now that's that's important information I have about you, I think, going forward. Well, see, the but problem, why, forward now, Andrew. you know why I got lost was because I didn't, I have an old, we've established I have an old cell phone in this uh, relationship. So I, yeah, I, don't have, I don't have GPS, yeah. so that's. Uh, right. Yeah, that's it's why got I a download us. rate uh, of uh, you know one, <laughs> one uh, one kilobyte per second or whatever. I don't know that's what's right. bad, but uh... <laughs> I have no idea. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, Andrew, um, let's move on. That has been this week's love break. And speaking of break, Andrew, let's extend this break from the episode for just a smidge, because my phone's ringing. Oh. And you know who's hitting me up? An acquaintance. Acquaintance call in. Yeah, that's right. It's acquaintance call in time. This is the time on the show when we talk to someone who many shows would refer to as a friend of the show. But of course, for our show, that would just be disingenuous. So let's just talk to an acquaintance, just someone we know. Andrew, who is the acquaintance that we have on the line today? Well, Pete, thanks for asking. Uh, we have our good acquaintance on the line today to talk to us about the game of Paris and other things. Uh, Leanne uh, from Twitter, better known as the board game, the board game chatterbox. Okay, so Leanne, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me. And yes, I will chat like a true chatterbox. Uh, be oh. careful what you wish for. Be Uh-oh. careful what you wish for. <laughs> We've got a chatterbox on the line, Andrew. Uh-oh. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was just, you know, a um I didn't know it was a real name, you know what I mean? It, it actually <laughs> that you are a real chatterbox. I don't um, fib. I'm a I'm a lawyer by day. We can't oh. lie. Integrity of the profession is tip yes. top. So oh, now yeah. I warned you. Chatterbox is in the name. Chatterbox yeah. is what you'll get. Ah, uh, okay, Andrew. So you were warned. You just all right. Yeah, I, that I consider myself I see warned. What you're saying. Um, well, that's interesting. That integrity is something that that uh, for for British uh, lawyers and barristers, that's uh, not necessarily something in America. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, oh, oh. No, I, that's actually that's just a bad stereotype. Most uh, most American lawyers are have integrity i don't know it's not like on suits yeah it's it's more judge judy than suits (laughs) oh okay good yeah (laughs) yeah america is yeah yeah absolutely uh there are definitely well uh, i don't know why i stuck my foot in this hornet's nest right we can talk about lawyers later that is a hornet's nest by the way uh speaking of (laughs) integrity um 
But yeah, we just got to get something for our lawyers uh, right off the bat here. We just got to make sure that uh, we're being true to to our show here. And uh, we want you to confirm, please, legally, that you are not our friend. Is that true? That is true. I am definitely not your friend. In fact, I tried to put you off inviting me on. And so I would say more stalker <laughs> than friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, I tried. <laughs> and that is legal. Andrew, you I are can... on the registry now. She has registered. Oh, no. Yeah, you... <laughs> I'm just going to apply for um, a prevention of harassment order. Um, but no, we are definitely not friends. Well, that is true. I did. I did badger uh, Leanne a little bit on Twitter saying, hey, you know, with your name as Chatterbox, I assume that you like to talk to people on podcasts and such. And she was like, oh, no, you wouldn't want me on your show. I just being, you know. Real yep. quick, but uh, I'm so glad we had you on. What is the what Multiple is the uh... times Andrew, <laughs> she 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 tried to deny you, but you I don't know. Well, Andrew, I guess what I would say is don't worry when you go to jail, I'll raise your kid for you. He seems like a good guy. A <laughs> couple of guys over there. Uh, Thanks, <laughs> what are one friends for? I'll visit you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, I'll visit you once a week for this podcast. We're not <laughs> we're not ending this, Andrew. I'm not going to do a podcast from prison. <laughs> still good. do a podcast from prison. Yeah. Um, well, uh, as my last podcast from prison, uh, again, where does that name Chatterbox come from? Where did you come up with that? So in in like normal life, <laughs> um, yeah. I often get called things like Chatty Cathy or a chatterbox, or mm. if people ask me stories, they always say I go the long way round because uh. I can't get to, I can't get to the the, the, the final bit very quickly. And uh. I think <clears throat> I double checked this morning. I started my Twitter handle in Mar in May, sorry, this <laughs> year, <laughs> and it's because I was consuming a lot of board game content, board game podcasts, starting <laughs> to follow lots of people. But my normal Twitter handle, just for normal life, I, there's mm -hmm. so there's so much on it that I thought well, I might actually have one just for like the like board games. And actually, I'm probably connected with more people to do with board games now from that in the last kind of six mm -hmm. months or so than yeah. I am in my normal Twitter, which is the world of work, law, running, um, books and mm. like reality tv celebrities like that is mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. all these inspirational quotes and stuff like that is is my normal twitter and then my board game only one so i thought yeah. i want to be board games want to be chatterbox board game chatterbox and yeah. then i thought if i start commenting on people's posts they they won't they won't be who's this random person just commenting because right. I'm, I'm saying I'm a chatterbox and and it's yeah. created loads of conversation and I've had a whale of a time I absolutely love board game Twitter space oh that's great yeah it is an interesting world for sure and you're right that people instantly you know it's funny for 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 a group of individuals who are kind of seen as I don't know outcasts I would say kind of Andrew I mean and usually when <laughs> Usually, when people see play, people playing board game in like a cafe or something like that, they uh, they are the weird ones. The people playing the board games to, to most people, um, and uh, and they can be and people can be seen as kind of like uh, not antisocial, but definitely a different social cast or whatever. Um, and for that being the image of people who play board games, I mean, especially online. It is. There are instant friendships, instant connections. You know, what I mean, left and right, as as you said, you just there there is a huge amount of people who want to instantly follow, connect, and talk about board games. So it's I, yeah. I mean, yeah, not too many friendships for us, Pete. I mean, let's no. be honest, no. we're going to be a little no, anti-social. No. 
in that. I oh, will help no. you. I'll help you make well, some friends. And then oh, you have to change oh, oh. the whole podcast. Oh, no, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing is I, Andrew did Does make me work? sign a contract. I can't, I can't get another friend, so. Well, she's a lawyer. Maybe she can get you out of that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I'll have we'll you, have a I'll look, look for an over. exclusivity clause. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll fix it. We'll get you out. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, thank God. You know, finally. Did you sign a prenup to this friendship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Andrew gets one of my PlayStation controllers. So that's all I have, really. So, so um, not a lot on offer. So, Leanne, uh, you said that you you made a, you you were got so into board games that you made an entire other <clears throat> Twitter handle for it. Yeah. Um, so, what um, what is that kind of a recent thing that you got into the hobby, or what's that all about? Yeah. So I think. I'm one of those people who probably found the hobby more through the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I think this is quite a common thing that people say, oh, I always liked games, but I didn't know there were that many of them out there. Um, yeah. And I've got quite a short attention span. So if I play something and I like it, I'm ready to go and play something else and like that as well. So mm-hmm. I've got quite an addictive personality and a short attention span. Um so I've always played card games, board games, you know, on, I would always be the one to take a game on holiday. If I go on a girl's trip or we go mm-hmm. to like on a city break, if I go to the pub, I'm always the one wanting to sit and play a little card game by the fire in the pub, but I mm-hmm. didn't know just how many games came out every, every year. So mm-hmm. at the start of the pandemic, we were looking for other things to do during lockdowns and just searching for things and we used to love the board game pandemic um Mm -hmm. and so I had that before the pandemic so when I started googling games like pandemic I had like a list of all these cooperative games and then that took me to YouTube where I found the Dice Tower and Mm -hmm. Shut Up and Sit Down and Mm -hmm. Rodney (laughs) and then so I think the first game from the pandemic that really started me finding lots and lots and lots of games um was carcassonne and yeah. that's like this classic that everybody's like oh you only found carcassonne in 2020 <laughs> right well i just love it like and I, I and then my short attention span is like well we got this expansion then that expansion then the big mm-hmm. box but i think mm-hmm. i ended up getting the german big box because it was cheaper on amazon and now i've only played a few of those expansions so yeah Mm -hmm. i guess my board game journey just was always liked playing games and then Mm -hmm. the pandemic there was not much to do and that became the hobby that i found and that's where all my money went that, that uh, I mean, you're preaching to the Carcassonne Choir over here. I've, I have yeah, 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 as well. But I, that kind of sounds very similar to Pete and I, where um, yeah. maybe just a few years before, but we started with you know Carcassonne and other games. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. you know a dozen games or so that we would play. The Catan two of us and everything, the yeah. normal ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't a pandemic. It was a it was an idea for a podcast that kind of got us into the broader world of board games. Uh, but kind it of was. Similar. I mean, it was also a disease in one in one way. If you look at <laughs> that, Andrew and I have which. A different kind of disease yeah that's a good point it's only contagious Uh, between the two of us though yeah exactly exactly uh but no i mean very very i have a very similar story uh to you leanne in and that i mean it it is only more recently that i have 
fall and deeper and deeper down this hole. Um, and um, I'm not going to say my bank account is uh, happy about it, but I yeah. will say that it is uh, getting a lot of attention that it wasn't getting before. So <laughs> um, we did now- um, we did try. I think it was around the the, the summer. There's a quite a a relatively new channel that started this year on YouTube called Foster the Meeple. And they oh, yeah. did um, like a board game ban. Like they stopped buying games for a couple of months. And yeah. I did it at the same time. And it was really interesting to learn a bit about how my purchasing had got out of like out of control and what I actually liked and what I didn't yeah. like. And all these triggers. Um, and it was it came a good time because as the world is opening up again, Actually, it's a very expensive hobby if you just buy yes. everything you like the look of. It's quite, yeah. and it's quite wasteful. Like, mm, you know, games yeah. like games like Pandemic, I played 20, 30 times. Now I get mm. a game and go, oh, that was, oh, that, mm-hmm. that was all right. I've waited Moving a year on. for that yeah. off Kickstarter. I've played it once. Right, yeah. what's next? It's I disgusting. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not good, but uh, <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Um, well, I think a lot of folks out there could probably commiserate with us for sure on that one. Uh, now, Leanne, the um, uh, in this episode specifically, we are talking about uh, Paris La Cité de Lumière, um, and oh. you are a person who has played this game and uh, and have shared your thoughts with us about it um on the on the old online market there uh that is twitter you know what i mean um yeah and so we wanted to kind of get into this game specifically here um and uh not only you're a person who has uh played this game like us you are also a person who has unlike us been physically to the city of Paris. Is that true? Hey, wow. you've been to Paris because you've played this game. Like, it's right. basically the same thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've, yeah, I have right. been I have been to Paris. I've been to Paris on like romantic holidays. I've been to mm-hmm. Paris on girls trips. Mm-hmm. I've been to Paris as a stopover, like to a work trip. I've mm-hmm. been to Paris just to go to Disneyland. Um, wow. I've been to Paris on kids holidays, but it's purely oh. because it's so... Like France is like our next door neighbor mm-hmm, in the UK. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. people, I think, on your side of the Atlantic mm-hmm. can't get over how close we are to different yeah. cities. So I could go to Paris this weekend. I could go to Bruges next weekend. I could go mm. to Rome the weekend after. And you wow. would still be getting from one state to another. Like it, yeah. it's, it, it's very close. Like if I get on a train in London mm. at St. Pancras, I could be in Paris in a few hours. And you can just go for the day. That's wow. how that's how cool it is. <laughs> and and what is it like having a good um, transportation infrastructure? Because in a, the U.S., uh, we've neglected. <laughs> we maybe had it at some point and have neglected it since. And uh, essentially, you, uh, if you do not have like a huge gas guzzling piece of machinery that only you and two of your children can fit in you you don't you don't go anywhere really it sounds nice to have a public transportation system where uh <laughs> it's efficient I think, I think if it's <laughs> i think within the uk our public mm. transport is not that great now i used mm. to work for a train operating company on our trans on our transport link and i i don't yeah. work for them anymore and um, so Ooh. i'm not i'm not overly yeah. positive about our <laughs> own <laughs> our own transport network but getting to other countries is cheaper and easier than getting to cities 
within the yeah. country. So yeah. I could get a train to wow. Paris or Belgium for cheaper than I could get yeah. a train from London to go and visit my my nan who lives in yeah. Newcastle, which is about yeah. like, at the top of the country, maybe like five hours away. That would yeah. cost me two or three times more than it oh. would for me to go to another country and cross a border. Mm. That's how, You're... you know, we, it's, it's really, it's really bad, wow. <laughs> but it's good for other countries, but bad inside yeah. the country. Within, within England. Well, your nan should probably just move to Paris. Has she ever thought about doing that? And then it would <laughs> well, save you some money. Um, well, she, my nan is one of those people. She's, she's quite elderly. She's, she's 90 and she lives oh, by hmm. herself. Oh, wow. And she That's will, great. she will text me and say, when are you coming to visit? I've checked <laughs> and the flights are very cheap. But oh. she forgets that the flights are advertised without taxes so yeah. she'll say oh it's only like 20 pounds right. to fly from london to newcastle just come and visit and, and really visit. it's like 200 pounds each way whereas Whoa. i could go to dublin paris yeah sweden germany italy for a quarter of the price and mm. i love my nan but I would prefer yeah. to spend my money flying to other countries. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I, well, listen, I mean, if she had, you know, if she had the Arc de Triomphe in her backyard, you know what I mean? Maybe, you know, tell her I to get some, not some nice to this, honestly, man. If you, are, if you are Nan, I apologize on behalf of Yeah, Nan, your Nan is kind of one of our top Patreon uh, supporters, yeah. <laughs> and so I will say I got to stand on her side on this issue, but uh, <laughs> legally. I do visit, I do visit, I went to see her for yeah. her 90th birthday and yeah. luckily for me I can travel to Edinburgh and then I can yeah. have my work expenses take me up to Edinburgh and I can pop and see her from there she's about an hour away so I do see Perfect. her. Perfect. So when you've been to Paris you say you get on the train so do you go yep. through the the fam- the ever famous channel to get there is that uh, have you ever done that? Channel? Yeah, yeah what is <laughs> that Andrew? I feel a like tunnel. Some- <laughs> a channel. that's what I heard it was the tunnel that goes under the channel right no? It does it does so um I've flown to Paris because you can get flights for like £30 each way. Um, If you go on the, um, you can drive in your car and go over, Mm. you can go through the tunnel that goes under the channel. I've got to be honest, I've never heard it called the channel before. Well, that's funny because I distinctly remember in school, maybe it was middle school or something like that. we, we, We did a whole unit on it and we had read these articles about the channel. And it was like the construction yeah. of the channel. Yeah. You've never. Okay. okay so that's just what Americans call it, I guess. Uh, well, yeah. okay. you Americans I, I, always think yeah. you know better. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, Leanne, you're also kind of getting a good peek behind the curtain at American education system, too, <laughs> yeah. which, uh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe it's kind of similar to England's in country. Uh, and, and I'm getting an insight into the things that Andrew thought was important to remember yeah. from his yes. education. <laughs> Yeah, the he channel. was like, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the channel. Yeah, he can't multiply three times ten, but he does know that the channel is. Uh, yeah, well, a, it takes a... twenty minutes to cross the channel. From... Yes, we had the channel in 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 math class as well. If one train is moving yeah. through the channel at, you know, and it was <laughs> yeah. one of those problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he got that wrong too, but he did remember the name of the channel, That's... so they gave him about they gave him half credit. You know what I mean? <laughs> on this quiz um Half credit, Leanne... but you are right i have been on the tunnel to, i've been oh. on the train through the car across to across to france and it takes mm. about 20 minutes there oh, you go sounds... there's your new information there you that go. sounds amazing it's faster than swimming um, I 
Yeah. <laughs> um, if Andrew and I only traveled 20 minutes, we would probably arrive at another convenience store, maybe like the closest, the closest strip mall over here, the closest tanning yep. salon over here. You know what I mean? And Honestly, you end up takes... in a one of the best cities uh, in the world. So it's kind of <laughs> it, similar. I guess. It takes longer than that for for Pete to drive over to my house to play board. It games. does. It, <laughs> it does. It, it does. When I go over to Andrew's house to play board games, I could be going from London to Paris, but instead well, I'm going just... from my London, which is my house, to the Paris of the world, uh, which is Andrew's house. Just to clarify, when you go across the tunnel, it doesn't come out the other end at Paris. It comes out mm. the other end at Calais. And there is a lot Ooh. less going on Wait, in Calais. You know are you saying that there are other Calais, places in France saying. besides Paris? Okay, my whole education. <laughs> yeah, is hold just on. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. Not understanding this. Just wanted to yeah. let you know I thought <laughs> it was the just whole the Eiffel, of France. It was just the Eiffel Tower and then yeah. Euro yeah. Disneyland, and that's it, mm. right? That's all France is. You've got the. And neither yeah. of those, by the way, are uh -huh. in this stupid game. That's Why yeah, are they I not know, there? Well, to be fair, Disney probably would have slapped the game down pretty hard if uh, if they had tried to uh, approach their brand. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't think Disney was around in 1889, no, but the true. Eiffel Tower was, and it's on the box. So yeah. why is it not one <laughs> yes, of the buildings? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, they are. You know why? Because they're coming out with an expansion for it soon, oh, and true. they it was smart. They they knew <laughs> that they could get money out of people because people would be like, "I need the Eiffel Tower," and be like, "Well, it's behind a paywall." You know what I mean? So, and it's kind <laughs> well, of no, because there'll be people like me who go, "It wasn't yeah. there. I've already got rid of the mm, game, yeah, and now exactly. I don't need the expansion." I Exactly. Yeah, they they forgot they forgot how fickle the board game community is. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was a boy. Got to keep my attention. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Uh, well, Leanne, keeping a, a speaking of drawing your attention, when you go from London to Paris, I got to ask you: Do you notice a difference in the level of lights? This game is all about being the city of lights, and and are you? Do you get off the the train in chalet and and then suddenly you know you put your you sunglasses to... on because it's <laughs> so bright yeah, and right exactly is it uh, is that that kind of thing yeah no it's exactly the same what <laughs> Until... oh so london is also the city of lights maybe wow london is like the best city all round oh, plus the city uh -oh. of lights um i didn't know until until i played this game actually that it was called the city like, that it was referred to as the city of lights i did yeah. look into why and i guess yeah. The world has moved on since 1889 and then <laughs> yeah. putting all the streetlights like everyone else yeah. managed to catch up with them. So I think yes. maybe that's that's what that's what happened. But yeah. I never really noticed, although they do still have, you know, on some of the tiles, they've got like the ornate um, street lamps. Like street lamps. Mm -hmm. They do still have quite a lot of those. But uh, okay. my memory of ones that I've got on my photos are that they're green rather than black. So okay. I think there might be, um, you know, a gap there in authenticity. Uh -oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody did not mind the gap, if you know what I mean. And now, Andrew, that <laughs> is an up-to-date reference of That's London. Right. So thank you very much. Um, boom uh, <laughs> Hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think uh, probably back when it was all gas lights, they were maybe leading the world or whatever. But now that it's uh, electric lights, it, it got a little different. I, I, I can tell you as someone when I go to what I think of as truly the city of lights is New York City, because when I especially when you go down to if you ever visit like Times Square in New to. York City, 
it's like you can see that from space it's like every it's light in the bright. world is it's it's too bright honestly yeah. that is one where you probably could yeah. wear shades around yeah. times square <laughs> at like 2 a.m and you're still you know um so isn't yeah that might all the lights on the actual buildings themselves and like all the led so, screens no it's advertisements yeah, it's, is what it's, it is it's, it's all it's yay that's what it Coca-Cola. is Coca-Cola. all yeah. ads it is yeah. all yeah um it's not the same the size of mars exactly right it's not beautiful as i'm sure it is in in um you know london and and paris it's more just like absolutely trying to suck money out of your wallet in the most uh, garish way possible um now leanne um so what would you say is your ideal amount of light to be cast on a building? Okay, so you sound like you're a real expert on light, whether it be London. You 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 know the level I'm of. Sorry, light I've got London connection difficulties on Zoom, and I've got some friends <laughs> I need to go and see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye bye. Uh oh, we lost Leanne, Andrew. Um, <laughs> Listen, I'm on sorry. this podcast, I need to compose we, myself. Carry on. We love to do we love to do um uh meaningless and stupid um what what's the what's the word I'm looking for here, Andrew? Podcasts, um, I think is the word you're looking podcasts, for. Meaning, meaningless and stupid podcasts is what we like to do. Meaningless and stupid rankings, you know what I mean? Yep. In comparison. So Leanne, you know we have to ask you at some point about you know you know trying to dial in on the amount of light that is that is ideal for a building here andrew maybe you can start us off and that way we kind of break the ice what do you think Um, the ideal amount of street lamps yeah i would say minimal just like one maybe two i mean in this game you want as many as possible yeah well because i i listen as we've established on this show i'm a tired dad and i love to sleep Uh, if there is a street light shining in my window uh it's bad news you know i mean i could at this stage i probably could sleep through anything but um it's just i just need it uh as as good to sleep you know conditions as good to sleep as possible i think i see so you want maybe zero street lamps basically well yeah i i guess i don't want it uh, well yeah yeah sure because you know you don't even leave your house when the sun goes down That's so true. what you don't have any need for them you know that what is mean? true yes hmm. interesting see, see i think for me it depends how big the building is because yeah. you've got to think practically right if it's at night and you're mm-hmm. getting home mm-hmm. and you've got to find the keys to your house so i yeah. want good lighting on my yes. door so that yes. i can get in without without being fumbling around yeah. in the dark yeah so I yeah, think yeah i like a glow i think i think street lights need to be the right color i don't yeah. like these bright white lights i like yeah. warm kind of candle lit street lights so mm-hmm. and i think yeah. i think one between two little houses or two per mansion and i don't know what it's yeah. like to have a mansion yeah <laughs> so. yeah yeah that would be nice right yeah 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 <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, I know exactly what you mean, Leanne, uh, Andrew, uh, Leanne being a woman, she has a different need for light than maybe you do, Andrew, a white man. You're not worried when you go home about people jumping out. Uh, you know, what are they going to do? You know what I mean? For you, you know, give you a loan or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, um, so I am, I'm a little bit more attuned to, um, 
the needs of women and Andrew. So I'm going to oh. say we need at least three lights, okay. you know what I mean, to make sure that the area is well lit. You are a tired dad who kind of doesn't care about the rest of the world, but I kind of do. That's, so, true. That's uh, true. Yeah, I think I think maybe I, I say let's bump it up. You know what I mean? Because I got to sleep bump it up. anyway. So, you know what I mean? Okay. What about, <laughs> exactly. the, what about the environment, though? What about the imprint uh, environment by question. unnecessary lights? What if they're solar powered lights? During the day, they collect power and then they come on at night? Well, that depends where you live, of... you see, because I don't know whether you've heard about the UK. We don't really get sunlight in winter. Oh. So, so sorry, so you're out of luck over there. You guys are kind of <laughs> on your own. You might want to carry a bunch of mace then, Leanne. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and we make a lot of weapons in the US. So if you're ever interested, I mean, it's actually, unfortunately, a huge amount of weapons in the Pete's US. Pete's on the phone it's with the. It's, with the president right now. I got a yeah, deal. I'm on the, <laughs> I'm on the phone with um, um, Blackwater or whatever. Who's uh, Raytheon right now? Trying to get, trying to hook you up with Raytheon, Leanne. One of the hey, worst. Uh, uh, you know I mean? <laughs> anyway, sorry. just uh, not sorry to bring it back to a board game here, but um, you know, before we let you go, Leanne, I just wanted to get, actually get your thoughts on the the actual game that we're talking about here. Um, any thoughts about the game of Paris? What you like? What what uh, what do you think? So for me. This game got quite a lot of quite a lot of positive press and positive vibes, and it's a it is a two player only game. For me, it's not one that I want to keep in my collection as a two player game, mm-hmm. mainly because I can appreciate everything that people say is good about it. For me, the postcards are actually really annoying. Um, ah. I I find you lose momentum and fun. Mm-hmm. By remembering what each of them actually do and you've got these huge yeah. pieces of card mm-hmm. and an image on the back without an explanation that frustrates yeah. me um yeah. and also there's no thematic link between the postcard and the power for most of them so for, for some of them there is um but for like the sacre coeur mm. what's that got to do with scoring no penalties for your buildings I, yeah so i think for me I've played it a few times and every time I want to like it more and Mm -hmm. I don't. And I think it's a very tight puzzle and Mm -hmm. I like take that games. I I don't mind annoying my other players, like in Carcassonne, Mm -hmm. um, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in other take that games that I like, even if you stop, you know, you stop someone doing what they wanted to do, they can still do something else and they can still pivot and think, okay, mm-hmm. I can't do that, but I can do this. And I think in this game, if you take that at each other in the cobblestones, the buildings, there's nothing else you can do. And then that takes away the fun. Yeah. Uh, not to give it away, but uh, that's going to be my review at the end. <laughs> yeah. Why that's... are you copying me? Get your <laughs> yeah. own thoughts. <laughs> exactly. No, you've got no friends. <laughs> get, get ready for a lawsuit, Andrew. You, oh, boy. You oh, have. no. This is, co- oh. this is copyright. You are infringing on Leanne's copyright with your that review. That is Chatterbox here, review, not <laughs> yeah. Andrew's review. Go and get your well, own. Right. You'll, have to, you'll have to stick in like our lawyer voice in there. Like, okay. <laughs> uh-huh, copyright uh-huh, Chatterbox. Yeah, yeah, our legal uh, disclaimer in there. <laughs> So, so yeah, oh, I think, got, I agree. I think I'm, I'm... in summary, I I can see the praise. Yeah. And and I can see the puzzle. Mm-hmm. I think the postcards are a bit too complicated and I can't remember them. I can't mm. fully visualize the, the purple tiles and the things. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if they overcomplicated it. Maybe mm. in my mind I thought mm. like an like an adaptation might be more purple tiles that you can play. To, mm. to open yeah. up the puzzle rather yeah. than 
because the the game I thought about when I was playing it was the reason I haven't bought Calico. Calico, people say, is really good in a tight puzzle. Yeah. But the more you play, the tighter it gets. So I bought mm-hmm. Cascadia instead. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it because you can interfere with people, but yeah. your options grow. And I think Paris, for me, was mm. too tight, too mean. And I didn't get the fun. So therefore, mm-hmm. for me, it fell flat. Yeah. Is that, is, gotcha. that, is that okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that's exactly how Andrew feels, honestly. Yeah. So I think that's very okay. Um, yes, yes, yes. I was, you know, I felt a little different, but that's 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 the way the world works. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm France. Andrew's London. You know what I mean? We're two different cities. You know what I mean? And we're about I see London, I see away, France, you know, Pete? Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah, and I have seen Andrew's underpants. I will so. come back when you want to talk about a London-based game, and then yeah. my, my opinion will be final. <laughs> That yeah, 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 yeah. There turf. we. I see. I and then that one's binding. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Liam, this has been great. Thank you so much for talking to us about the game and just about just your world experience in general. This is this is awesome. Um, You're very welcome. And, Thanks for having uh, I, me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, uh, as we uh, as we head out, we got to get back to our our main episode here. But um, we wanted to ask you: Is there if people want to follow up with you and and follow your your board game journey and things like that, can they find you anywhere specific? Um, You're very welcome to come and find me. I chat with everybody on Twitter. I think my handle is at bg chatterbox for board game chatterbox. Um, and my name is Leanne Silvestro. So if you Google me and search me on Twitter, that's what you'll that's what you'll find. And the more the merrier. I I, I only chat. <laughs> that's all I do. And happy to do it with anybody anytime. Right. Terrific. Yes. And confirm. BG Chatterbox is your handle. That's on Twitter, right. So that, that's great. So uh, find Leanne there. And then uh, Leanne, we'll find you again soon. Thank you Thank so you. much for coming on. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you again. Have a have a good rest of your day. That's Bye. Leanne, everybody. See Bye. you. Okay, Pete. Uh, that was fun. What do you say we? What do you say we keep this party going here? Keep the good times rolling, Andrew. Two copies, not furious. Two copies, not furious. So, Andrew, in this segment, we say that you've ordered two copies of the game. What are you gonna do with the one that you're not using, Andrew? Oh, yeah. Usually you'd get furious, but you're not in this case. We're going to help you not be furious here. So, um, right. first of all... Don't what get you, furious. Right. What you're going to do is... First thing you're going to do is you're going to sit this down and you're going to play a game of patchwork with this because they have... Uh, oh. Yeah, they have the little tiles that are all different shapes. You can play a modified version of patchwork, oh, yeah. no problem. Uh, mm-hmm. So, quilt, mm-hmm. quilt it up, people. But... And you know what? Hey, I just realized we didn't even talk about... Back when we talked about patchwork, you remember? This is a long time ago, but we talked about how they make quilts out of, like, they can make them out of leather or paper even, I think, was one of the things. Mm-hmm. Why don't try making a quilt out of, like, bricks, you know, brick buildings? I don't know. Anybody ever done a quilt? Yeah, a I wonder why they've, uh, yeah, I wonder why they've never done that. That's That'd be kind of cool. We should, yeah. uh, well, maybe you should ask somebody that the next time I'm in the room with you. I'd love to see, uh, I'd love to see people's <laughs> reaction to that question. Yeah. I'm going to go to the next quilt con and ask about that one. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, great. yeah, just stop the whole convention, right? Excuse me! Everyone's attention! <laughs> They're Why? all doing the Macarena to Amigos, uh, <laughs> and you just shut the music off. You go, excuse me, attention, quilters. <laughs> excuse me, Kmart quilters. Uh, we have a How come you them. never uh, make a blanket of bricks to, <laughs> to throw on yourself? 
Now, and they're just like <laughs> while you're quilting, while you're quilting uh, your quilt made out of bricks, I think you could also um, perhaps if you don't want to do you know, make uh, play patchwork, you could use this tray because it kind of like, the, as we said, yeah. the, the board game is in inside the box. You could use that as a little plate, like a small plate, and you can maybe do some fancy French food on there. You know, so you play That's the... a good point. You could probably put some spaghetti on there and it wouldn't... It's, uh, it's got a little, spaghetti. you know, the... it Like you said, it's kind of recessed into the box. So it's got some uh, some kind of like spill-proof lip for, right. the, uh, for your yeah, spaghetti. Yeah, spaghetti, spaghetti is my favorite French spaghetti. French, French food, uh, spaghetti. They yeah. call it uh, La Cité de Spaghetti. Um, and so, uh, you could play the game with your one copy and then also be eating at the same time out of the other copy. So I think, uh, Hey, and you know what? No, you very French, no utensils in your house. No problem. Just use those little buildings as forks and knives. Bingo, bango problem solved. So you're welcome. That's a good point. Um, or you could use the, the chimney pieces, the way that you, when you put a building down, in this game, the way that you show that it's yours is they have these little chimney pieces that you can um, mm-hmm. put on top of the building, and it has your color on it, and that that's how you know at the end which ones are yours. But they have these two sharp little prongs on the end. I guess they're supposed to be the pipes coming out of a chimney or whatnot. Uh, good point. Um, good point. And uh, it's like a very European take on chimneys, um, <laughs> kind of like the different outlets uh, that they have over there. But um, <laughs> you, can, yeah, they you, you can maybe use that as a... You can maybe use that as a fork, is what I mean, uh, for your uh, spaghetti or whatever. Right. Yeah, well, they, they do Very everything small, differently different. differently in Europe. You know, they have the different outlets for your electronics. They have different uh, chimney shapes. They Chimneys. also have, they have different yeah. fork shapes as well. Like, if you try and take American forks yeah. over to, like, to Europe, um, they, they're not compatible with their food. It's like you're trying to eat their food, and it's like, oh, this won't yeah. fit, you know. So yeah, you, you got to use you gotta use the French forks. Yeah. And uh, here's another thing you're going to use the chimneys for, Andrew. Uh, I have another game you can play. You said patchwork. How about this, Andrew? How about a Skulk Hollow sequel? What? These little chimneys, these little chimneys with their two little prongs sticking up, they look like... They look like ears, Andrew. Oh, no. These look like miniature little foxes. Oh, no. And they are walking around this huge city of Paris. Andrew... It, this is like the foxes take Paris, okay? The dancer and the painter, the historically immodest dancer token and the painter tokens, they are big. They made them big uh, for some reason. They're about as big as the buildings in this game. So there you go. You got your huge monsters that they got to attack. And in this miniature version, you're zipping around the buildings as the foxes, you know what I mean? Taking cover behind the buildings, running along the rooftops to jump onto the giant monsters. Mm. As I'm saying it, Andrew, I'm realizing this is honestly even a better game than the original Skulk Hollow. Okay, <laughs> there is more tactics involved when you've got a city with tons of buildings in front of you, and you're hiding behind them, and you gotta running on them and stuff like that. It'll actually force more interesting actions, which you know is one of my main problems with Skulk Hollow. So that's good. You got yourself a sequel, maybe even a better sequel. You can have that one for free. Wow. Pencil first. I do love you guys, and I love a lot of your games. And I like Skullcala, but this is going to be your next step. You know what I mean? Skullcala two, Lost in Paris. Lost in Paris, exactly. With the and you, every fox has a talk boy uh, <laughs> credit card. You got it, Andrew. Also, you had an an idea for some of the components. I would say these postcards. They just happen to be beautiful. The guy did a really good job with the artwork for these postcards yeah. uh, on on the back of them, that are for like the Champs-Élysées and yada yada yada. All these different you know, sites from Paris are, are, are painted on the back of these things. They're really nice. Go ahead and hang them up. 
If you're hanging them up in your dorm room, you're going to look sophisticated. You know what that, I mean? If you put them up in your house, you're going to look ba- like a basic basic white person or whatever. But either way, you're fine. You're doing good, like they got them from well, one or whatever. At, but I'll say that is, a, that is actually a good idea because it's it's kind of criminal how those the postcards, you have to have the other side up to see like the power that it does. I guess if you memorize them, you could. Right. But on the back, yeah, you hardly ever see the back. The back is like some beautiful like, drawing. You know? Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. You're right. The uh, the amount of time that you actually spend during the game looking at the great artwork on the back of these postcards is, is criminally small. That's right. But, <laughs> right. oh well. What are you going to do? Andrew, what are you going to do? Is it brings to mind my next question for you. Two could play this game, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? Pete, I have to say that that uh, transition into this segment was coherent yet disjointed. <laughs> Andrew, I would have said it's smooth, kind of like the French language, personally, <laughs> but, uh, you know. Oh, bonsoir. You say potato, I say patata. That's right. Well, that's in England, they say patata. Patate, uh, I guess. I don't know. I actually yeah. don't remember how you say Oh, no, no, no. Potato. Actually, ha- uh, this is a great little French thing. I do know how to say potato, Andrew. It is pomme de terre. Which, by the way, translates to apple of the earth. Oh, so the French cool. refer to the potato as the apple of the earth. Isn't that great? I always thought that was a great. Uh, that is good. It's 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 an apple, but but it's inside the earth. It doesn't grow on that tree. You know, it's down. Right. In, it's down it was in like they already were familiar with apples, and then they saw this thing that they were unfamiliar with, and they were just like, "Well, it's the earth apple, I guess." You know what I mean? Like it's like they called everything. They were they called everything in reference to an apple. Like cars are like. <laughs> Like a motorized apple, and uh, right. you know what I mean. Like that's what, <laughs> every every new word they have is just some sort of. Well, that's in apple. That's straight anyway. out of Richard Scarry's Busy Town. Is the motorized apple? They remember that worm used to drive around oh, in that my apple God, car. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. I love that stuff. Uh, All right, Andrew. How sure are you that two people should play this game from zero to a hundred percent? Okay, um, I am officially giving this one. Well, let me preface this by saying I, uh, I have a lot to say about this. It, it, I, I tossed and turned with this one. I was up all night, couldn't decide what what score to give it because there's a lot that I like about this game, and there we'll get into it a little bit later. But there's some that that is just not for me uh, with this game. I recognize it's one of these games where that I recognize is like, oh, this is very well designed. This is a very well designed game. Artwork looks great to me. I love it. Um, they did a really nice job with it, but parts of it are just not for me. So I'm going to give this one a 78%, which is still good. Um, I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to say, you know, great colors, great use of the box. I love that part. Um, and you know, I'm not a huge fan of like adding up the points at the end, especially with the multipliers and that stuff. Uh, For some reason I do like Carcassonne, but that's, that's an exception. Um, yeah, wait, hold on. And the, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> this one isn't so bad in that regard, honestly. It's not as bad. Like, Agricola, it gets, like, way too much for me. Like, I don't like that one as much because there's just so many different things to add up and think about as you go on. <clears throat> this one's not too bad. But, um, like I said, it's just very well designed, very tight design. I think they did a nice job. Uh, you can think so far ahead in this one because there's no luck. There's no dice. There's no there's no cards, right? This is all just – everything's laid out right. in front of you at the beginning. So, you know how much I love dice, and so when there's no luck, I feel like I feel like I have to have a handle on it. And with this one, yep. there's a there's a big learning curve, um, 
with that zero sum wow. factor that we talked about, is it could be very frustrating. I think I had to probably say like, pardon my French, too many. Th- this is Pete. You may attest to this. When we played this, I probably cursed more than any other game we've ever played because Pete would <laughs> Pete would always take things that I was like just planning to do the next turn. It's like, Gah! yep. So pardon my French. Um, yep, yep. Very appropriate with this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, but it's it's a little bit different than like. Because there are some other games like that. Like I Your about... frustration was palpable as we were playing yeah. this game, I would say. So I can respect you giving it a 78. Because um, <laughs> cause from, from some of my frustration, you might think that I hated this game, which I do not. I do not hate this game. It's just like it gets me right. a little – it gets me a, my blood boiling a little bit sometimes. Uh, I was thinking about was, games it like – It was just very – yeah, it was just very head-to-head. And, and yeah. like we said, it's a zero-sum game. I mean, when there's – you know. Yeah. There is a lot of instances where you can uh, you can take something that somebody else wants or needs, yeah. etc. So yeah, unlike in patchwork where you're building your own quilt, like if you were trying to build the same quilt right. the, uh, on the same board, yep. that's kind of like what this is. It's like it would be much more frustrating. Yeah, I was thinking about games like Targi, um, which is kind oh, of yeah. like this, where you where somebody could take something that you like. I just felt like in a, in a game like that, I was able to pivot more easily. I was able to say, oh, there's something that I. Uh, something that I yeah. didn't want necessarily, but, oh, maybe I can change my strategy. I'll take that. That's just as good. All right, now I can focus on yeah. whatever it was. This one, I felt like if... Yeah. if maybe it's just because I'm not that good at the game yet because um, we've only played like three or four times, but I felt like if you took a space that I was planning to put some really big building on, then I was out of... That was like, oh, well, I can't even place that building anywhere, so I'm just out of options. So I didn't, I didn't really yeah, yeah, like yeah. that feeling as much. But um, like I said, that might just be because I'm not as good at it yeah. yet. And, well... Uh, and this yeah. is this is what I would refer to as um, you know a good old knife and a knife fight in a phone booth, Andrew. I, <laughs> yes. This reminds me of Agricola, all creatures big and small, in in that it's it's kind of it's kind of tight, it's kind of claustrophobic, um, in in that like every move you make matters, you know what I mean? And if you slip up once, that might be it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I know what you mean about like not having as much room for error and stuff like that. And <laughs> yes. uh, but man. Man, I like that. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just like I, just like I really like the Agricola, all creatures big and small, and that is why I am ninety-three percent oh, certain that uh, two holy. people should play this game, Andrew. Holy moly! Now, one thing we haven't mentioned yet, and we should, um, is that in all transparency, we did receive this game from Devere Games to review. Yeah. But you know that that don't mean nothing with me, Andrew. <laughs> you know, certainly didn't give it the best score in the world, and I gave it a good score, but I would have done that whether they gave it to us or not i really do think this is a good game yeah and, uh, I can you, tell. you know us we're i mean what are we gonna get you know what i mean like it's not like we're what are we gonna lose if we uh aren't in the pocket of some big company you know what i mean like uh but uh what am i what am i uh gonna lose the only uh bedroom that I, you know the only room in my apartment which is one bedroom you know what i mean uh uh-huh. anyway andrew you know what i'm trying to say we can't be bought is what I'm trying to say here. And uh, I do legitimately think this is a really good one. As I've said uh, earlier, there's just a lot to think about and a lot of decisions to make. And those two things are two of my main things in games. I love having a lot to think about while I'm playing. And I love, absolutely love as many decisions as you can make during the game and having them be meaningful decisions that have um, an impact on, on what you're doing. So, I really dug it. Um, every move you make matters. That's great. Uh, I love that the box is the board. We talked about that recessed part of the bottom board just being the box. That's cool. I think that's a really cool design. Yeah, I'll agree. Um, 
the I love the two different phases, and I love how that they're so different. That first phase of making the board essentially, and then taking turns playing buildings to it in the in the uh, in the second phase. Um, and you really just make different options for yourself, but then you have to prioritize them because your opponent has access to them too, and can literally build right over your plan. I think that's really cool. Um, it's a quick game. So it's a classic set it back up kind of game, which I'm a sucker for. You know, you go through and even if, in my opinion, even if you lose, you're just like, hmm, oh man, I really, uh, really shouldn't have done that one thing. Hey, can we set this back up? I want to, I think I learned from that. Let, let's go again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think, Andrew, what I'm realizing is that this is fast becoming one of my favorite genres of game, Andrew. And that genre is game I think I won't like, but then I do. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, because yeah. when I, when we first got this one, I was like, ah, I don't know. This might be all right. It might not. It seems like people like it, but I, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't seem special. And then I did a reversal on it when I played it. And that reversal makes my brain do such an endorphin hit like no other. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, uh, well, that... know, low expectations, and then all of a sudden it, it far exceeded. I really like it. I think that's a good uh, strategy just in life in general. Just set your expectations low. And you'll you'll be uh, <laughs> you'll be happy, but uh, yeah, that's yeah. A good old life lesson from uh, from Andrew and the folks here at uh, Two Can Play That Game. Andrew, um, why don't we take a quick walk and muse on that uh, that advice for a second here on our way over to the leaderboard. Leaderboard. Okay, Pete, I. I you must have did you update this leaderboard? I just lo am looking at this leaderboard for the first time, and I can't believe. Boy, what I, you know I, I did. I can't You're believe what I am can, seeing. Can, can I, you believe? Uh, yes, uh, you you know what you're seeing, Andrew. So uh, this is a little <laughs> bit of a behind the curtain uh, pull behind the curtain of the show was we had you had not updated this, and so I updated it live as you were giving me your score. Oh my um, god! And it revealed something. This is that we're excited to talk about okay. right now, Andrew. Which is that you gave it a you gave it a seventy eight, and I gave it a ninety three. Yep. That means the final average score for us is eighty five point five. And if that sounds familiar, folks at home, eagle eared listeners will remember that the it turns out, and I forgot this too until I was doing it, updating it live, and that gasp. Um, <laughs> that is exactly what we did last week with Great Plains, Andrew. <laughs> In the very last episode, I gave it a 93. You gave it a 78. It oh. came to an 85.5. Okay. This is the exact same now, score. Now and we had the... said before, Andrew, yeah. eagle-eared listeners will remember that you had said, I guess there may be some time when it will. we won't have a tiebreaker, basically, mm -hmm. when we will. Um, it will have the same average score. And our normal tiebreaker is, well, if one of us has given it a higher the highest score of the four scores between right. the two games or whatever that'll be the tiebreaker but we we just arrived at it andrew <laughs> two weeks in a row andrew of all times there Ooh. is no legitimate tiebreaker for this one it is the same exact score okay uh, so, so i just said this one was more recent so i put it up there you well know, here's so, what i'm gonna say you well me. okay so this one goes okay <laughs> great paris uh, and great plains are kind of tied at the 12 13 spot here like you said, right. norm normally we would have a tiebreaker if one of us gave us a higher score, but we have the same exact score. So here's what I'll say the tiebreaker is. I'll agree. Paris, Okay. it's canon. Paris, La Cité de la Lumière is officially number 12 on our leaderboard, which is good out of uh, okay. how many now? 44? 
Uh, number 12, Great, yeah. Great Plains is number 13, and here's the reason why, Pete. Because okay. the the um, publisher, DeVere, sent us this game for free, and yes, we can be bought. <laughs> oh, no. Will, that, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Just a complete wrestling heel comes out. <laughs> the crowd the crowd looking around in horror as as Hulk Hogan announces he's the bad guy. Or whatever. Uh, Andrew, I love it. Let's definitely go with that. Um, That's uh, and, the tiebreaker. And let that be a lesson to all you developers out there. <laughs> if your game ever ties two weeks in a row with another game with the exact same score, yours will be slightly higher on our stupid leaderboard. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so that's that's it. That's can That's the that's the tiebreaker. If we now, uh, Pete, there may come a time when we are, we have two that tie perfectly, just like this. Two games that we did yeah. not that we were not sent, or maybe two games that we that we were sent for free. And that's really we're gonna have to really decide on that Ooh, one. Then we're gonna have to really you know scratch our heads about that one. Yeah, we'll come up. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, Andrew. So thanks, Devere. Um, we we love you, and um, you know you're the best. And congrats on number twelve. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, okay, really paid off for you. Um, a great game, Andrew. Um, so I think this game's cool, and I know you sounds like think this game is cool too, even though you don't appreciate it as much as me. But the real question is, are we cool? Are we cool? Okay, this is the segment where we reach out to Devere and ask them if they think we're cool. Uh, <laughs> and we make them, we force them to give us an answer. Okay, Andrew, this is uh, this is the segment where after playing this game, we discuss whether you and I are still cool. How many points did our friendship go up or down based on our playing of this game, Andrew? Mm-hmm. I said no change, Andrew. Oh, I said no interesting. change. What... Um, because I said, you know, Andrew seemed like he was very uh, frustrated when we were playing this game, and uh, uh, you know, there was a lot of head-to-head, um, you know, take that elements to it where I could get in his way or whatever, prevent him from getting what he wanted, and it would help me. Uh, and I said he'll probably just get over it. Um, so, Andrew, what did you say yeah. for uh, Are We Cool here? Uh, yeah, we're no, we're we're not cool. We are minus three on the what? old friendship o meter. Yep, uh, my, we are Andrew. not cool after playing this game. So, uh, I guess your zero and my negative three means that we're not cool. Um, yeah, like I said, I have never. Uh, it's a net negative three. I have never burst out more expletives during a uh, board game than I have with this one, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so it it was just like I, I've already been through all this, but uh, yeah, it definitely was frustrating for me and uh, made my blood boil a little bit too much. It, it reminded wow. me. It reminded me. I think we, I, I said this when we were playing Pete, but it reminded me of the very relaxing quote unquote game of Mandala, where um, you know, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> where you just kept taking stuff from me. I'm like, oh no, I was just about to do that, <laughs> and uh, then you, <laughs> then there's like no other options. So. Um, not that it's, it's funny, a bad. It's, it's, it's funny how your uh, your perspective on this is is simply just just me taking things from you and not and not <laughs> the fact that we both take things from each other in the game. I never. Yeah, it's, it's I never. Definitely a, definitely a martyr I, syndrome going. I was always so considerate when playing one of these zero sum games with you, Pete. I never take mm-hmm. your spaces ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. All right, Andrew. Just yeah. like writing an American history book, it's like actually <laughs> we've actually we actually help every Latin American country. You know. <laughs> 
and we actually get nothing from we actually get nothing from Iraq from going in there and creating a power vacuum. You know what I mean? Just anyway. Um, Andrew, um, I am fine with that. You know what I mean? Because okay. I know that next hey. week we'll just play another game and we'll get that friendship right back up. Yeah. You know what I think would make us cool, Pete, is if some people if some people uh, you know checked out our social medias. We're uh, on Twitter oh. at Two Play That Pod, okay. and we're on Instagram at Two Can Play That Game Podcast. It's a uh, it's a wow. pretty, pretty cool you know account to follow. So I'd say just go ahead and follow us. Very on Very cool, very cool. And you could of course uh, jump on our Patreon and and send us a little bit of uh, moolah, baby, for some extra content, uh, both physical and digital if you so desire. Um, so check our check our socials for links for that, etc. Um, and uh, I would also say, Andrew, something else that would make me real happy is if they tune in next time. That's right. Uh, on, ooh, on, they can't tune in, though, if they get another friend, right? So in that case, they're going to want to... That's wanna, right. Yeah, they're going to want to tune into a different podcast. It's called Thrice Aroni, the San Francisco Treat. Yep, yep. That's, of course, the classic podcast where they discuss three-player board games and also boxed rice flavors, Andrew. You know, one of the few podcasts that actually makes me wish I had another friend, Andrew. Mm, that's, I guess that's true. That's a lot of, like, a lot of helpful uh, info for grocery shopping on that one. It's, 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 yeah, it's a good point. I love boxed rice, personally, Andrew. I practically live on this stuff, so I could use a I could use a real expert's eye on this. Know what I mean? <clears throat> well, unfortunately, you can't listen to Thrice Aroni unless you get another friend, Pete. So you're stuck here with me. Oh boy. Well, uh, I don't know if that's a fair change or not, Andrew. But maybe, <laughs> just maybe, you know, you'll pa- you'll pass away one day, and I can finally <laughs> no just. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that doesn't help me. That actually that actually gets me further from Thrice Aroni. So actually, uh, you'll have to clone yourself. Hey, what if you clone yourself? That's kind of like a loophole, right? Because uh, um, oh, then I would have three fins, kind of, but also technically still only have two friends, and it, I would be almost like Schrodinger's, you know, Schrodinger's Andrew kind of situation. Well, like in, but in, well, maybe it's some sort of sci-fi situation, but in real life, you know, if you make a clone of yourself, they would they would be a baby. They would it would be your child, basically, you know. Like it would not uh, just come out. Yeah, as... but it would also be you, technically, right? So you'd well, be your own dad. No, it, we're getting into it'd be like a much younger twin. You know, it'd be like a, like uh. a, I don't know. You'd be your own dad. Isn't it? it's, so, the, so it's also like your brother then. Like, oh boy, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you'd be right. You'd be my friend's dad and my friend's You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?